everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about simplifying your weight loss because a lot of people are stuck in not taking forward action and losing weight because they feel overwhelmed. And it's no wonder because the way you're probably thinking about weight loss is you're thinking of kind of complete plans that you may have to follow. Maybe you're thinking, I don't know if I should be completely keto and get rid of the carbs totally. I don't know if I should do Weight Watch and start tracking my points and keep them under. I don't know if I should intermittent fast and do 16 hours a day. And so we get overwhelmed with these full kind of ideas of how we should lose weight instead of really starting with where we're at. And that is the simplest way to really lose weight. Um, you know, if you think about it right now, I'm going to guess without knowing you that you're probably in a place where you're kind of overwhelmed, stressed, life's given you enough, right? Reality's enough as it is. And then all of a sudden you're going to pull on this whole new approach to change all of your eating at once, right? Again, whether it's to cut your eating down to eight hours only to not eat any carbs, whatever you're thinking about losing weight, it's probably makes you feel overwhelmed. And you probably also feel confused about what should I do? So again, when we look outside of ourselves for the perfect plan, or, um, you know, someone tell me what to do, what's the best way to lose weight, we're really missing out on the wisdom that you already have within yourself. And so I wanna give you an alternative, right? So how do you really simplify it? You know, should I do intermittent fast? Should I do this? No, stop all that shit. Stop, stop with all those plans. And instead, let's start with you, all right? Let's simplify it based on you and your situation because no matter how much weight you wanna lose, one thing I can know for sure is that your eating behaviors run in patterns. And so instead of looking at a diet plan where you're gonna completely transform all of your eating starting tomorrow, instead, let's take a step back and think about why are you struggling with your weight right now? What is keeping you at an overweight level more than you wanna be? And what you're gonna notice again is if you recognize that your eating is running in patterns, you're gonna start to be able to be more strategic with how you approach your weight loss without overwhelming yourself. Because instead of starting at changing all of your eating, what we wanna do is we wanna figure out where we can get the most bang for our buck. You, it's very difficult to change everything all at once. It's a lot easier to strategically focus our energy at one thing and get some headway with that and then move on to the next. So where I would suggest you start your weight loss at is thinking, what is your worst eating habit? What is the worst eating habit that you have that shows up daily or weekly? That's where we wanna start. Let's simplify this, okay? Because I'm going to bet that you are two or three eating habits that are showing up daily and weekly, two or three eating habits away from living very close to your goal weight, if not at it, right? So what am I talking about? I'm talking about most, the usual ones, right? Uh, snacking at night. Uh, or eating after dinner, uh, overeating at dinner, snacking in the afternoon, overeating at lunch, eating the wrong thing at lunch, right? These are the big four that I typically see people struggling with. People usually have two or three big ones here that are really sabotaging them. So instead of trying to change everything starting tomorrow, why don't we strategically focus on what's actually causing the problem for you? And no diet's gonna tell you this, right? Because no one knows what you're, how you're living, what your actual problem is. So if you yourself look at your week, your day, and start to notice, oh yeah, seven nights a week, I'm eating after dinner. You know, seven nights a week, six nights a week, I'm overeating too much at dinner time. You know, six days a week, I'm snacking, eating candy and chips and soda in the afternoon. You see? So we wanna start this way because then we wanna start to realize that this is one behavioral pattern. 
right? Understand you're not, whatever you're eating at night, you're not randomly eating that in the morning. You know what I mean? So the way our behaviors work, they're usually very, very specific to time, places, uh, moods, and people that are there or aren't there or if we're alone. And we want to start to understand our behaviors. So let's just say, for example, because it's one of the most common one, it was my first one that I went after, is snacking after dinner. I would eat every night after dinner, every night, seven nights a week. And I would typically consume easy five to 1500 calories in that time, every night. Now I'd eaten enough during the day, okay? But this was one of the main habits I had that was keeping me 50 pounds heavier than I'm at now. And so if we do this strategically, you don't have to change all of your eating. We need to want to start with the most egregious eating, the thing that's causing the most problems. And the value of this is that it doesn't feel as overwhelming. It's not trying to change all of your eating. It's more focused. And so you're not going to feel so overwhelmed and you're going to be able to direct your energy at solving, solving this problem. Now, the first step to solving the course is not just stopping it. Don't make that mistake. The first step to changing it is really creating awareness. Awareness precedes change. What's going on here? You know, why are you eating so much at night? Are you hungry? Did you over-restrict during the day? Um, is it an emotional thing, right? You're just totally exhausted and wiped out, and this is how you relax and reward yourself a hard day of work. Um, are you lonely and you're eating, you know, to feel some sense of connection, distract yourself from feeling upset, you know? So again, the first step is not to just stop it, which is what most people want to do. That's that diet mentality. You want to seek to understand it. What's going on? I know you want to lose weight. I know you want to eat better, but this moment in time keeps showing up each day and your behaviors sabotage your goals, okay? So we want to understand that and we start trying different things. You know, again, there's three hours of weight loss, reduce, replace, remove. Most people just want to remove, okay? But listen, if you start thinking about this in phases and start thinking about where would you be next year at this time if your two worst eating habits disappeared from your life? Where would you be with your weight next year at this time? You see, I want you to think that way. I want you to start thinking more long-term, you see? And then we can take our time. We don't. There's no rush, okay? Take your time and figure out what are better strategies. What else can I do at night? What's causing this problem in the first place? What are some alternative behaviors I can have? I could reduce what I'm eating. I could replace it with something healthier. I could remove it, okay? Then test it out and see how it feels. What can you do to make it easier? What can you do to set yourself up for more success? Holy shit, right? What a crazy concept, right? But if you spent a month, two months on your worst eating habit, you're going to come up with new strategies that help you manage it. An antidote, will, if you will, because willpower is not an antidote. It's just you fighting against it all the time. It's a bandaid on a gunshot wound. What we want to do is we want to resolve the problem at the core. And this process I'm sharing with you helps you do that. And it simplifies the whole process because your weight just comes down to how many calories you're consuming on average. And so if you make headway on removing, replacing, reducing your two worst eating habits, you're gonna be well on your way to changing your weight for good, okay? So take a little bit of time right now, ideally, write down your worst two or three eating habits that show up daily and weekly and start focusing on one of them to really get some headway with it, get some solutions that can work to help you fix that and test them out and keep optimizing them until they start to feel really easy and good for you to use the new strategies as opposed to the old ones. All right. So I hope this helps you out. Uh, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I saw, saw at least one question. I'm having trouble finding questions these days because they changed the formatting of TikTok. Where's my jaw creaking? Um, I want to eat everything all the time just for the hell of it, but I don't enjoy any of it. Yeah, well, I get that, right? I'm, I'm the same way. I, I could eat everything all day long, you know, and especially this weekend. I went into the weekend eating a bunch of carbs on Friday, like pizza, croissant, bread. <laughs> 
and that kind of continued through the week. It, it, you know, finished up the rest of that bread at pizza last night. Um, a lava cake from Domino's. Wake up this morning, eat my normal breakfast. Guess what, though? I'm still hungry. You see? So, like, what we eat has so much impact on how hungry we are. Yeah, I could eat all day long, too. I mean, we're, we live in a culture that is designed for that, right? It's like going to Vegas and say, I don't know, my money disappeared. Yeah, because it's, it's designed to extract all your money. And so um, the food, every processed food is designed for you to eat more of it in a lot of ways. I'm going to do a whole lesson on that sometime because it's important to know that. But yeah, so what? So we all want to eat everything all the time. Of course, who the hell doesn't, right? We all do. I mean, it's fun. It feels good. It's enjoyable until we have to suffer the consequences of it. And that's the problem, you know? So, um, you know, it's really about, so much of this process is about motivation and the motivation really comes about looking at what we're looking to do. You know, wanting to lose weight just because you want to look better is not enough motivation. Yeah, I know you don't believe me, but it it's not. And um, so you need to have more reasons why you want to master your weight. I like to say, take your weight loss, wrap it in personal development, make this a process, not just of losing weight, looking different, but of becoming the best version of you possible. And all of a sudden it takes on a lot more meaning. And now you're actually in the game to actually be able to change your weight potentially because just want to look better is usually not enough for most people, even though you think it should be. I kept getting different info. Some say eat small and often, others say fast. It's hard. I get that, Jasmine. That's why I say you've got to create your plan around you. Every weight loss plan works if you follow it. Every diet works if you follow it to the letter. Okay, you've got to understand that. They've done studies. They did a huge study on low fat versus low carb. People that followed their respective diets, they all got about the same results, okay? So you have to understand, stop looking outside of yourself for some magical plan and start to create your own plan based on what works for you. It all just comes down to calorie input, your intake, you know? And if you slow down, if you slow down the calorie intake, lower it, you're gonna lose weight. And you can do that by eating fast, um, you know, or eat, a, yeah, eat fast, small portions, eat a lot during the day, eat a little during the day. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. You can lose weight. There's a million different ways to lose weight. And so what works for you? Again, program yourself then. We have a weight mastery blueprint. There's three of them, mindset, lifestyle, and eating. But the eating mastery blueprint is about figuring out what works for you. It's the biggest mistake of the diet industry for, for you is that basically every diet in a nutshell, they're saying, here, here's the plan. Eat this way. And then it's left up to you to get yourself to try and force yourself and follow it. And most of the time, that plan's not made for you. You don't know that plan, that person who made the plan. They don't know you. And it's you, your whole weight loss experience is you trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, you know? Instead of just taking the time to figure out what would work for me, my lifestyle, my genetics, my preferences, you know? Because no one does this. And it's like, yeah, all of a sudden you just, you, oh, okay, I'm, no more carbs. Well, I love carbs. I don't want to live a life without any carbs. You know what I mean? Like, it's not worth it to me. And so I want to find a plan that works for me where I can have carbs and be at my goal weight. Oh, well, that sounds a lot more appealing. So I'll take a little bit of time and figure out how I can do that. You know, so that's the secret there, Jasmine. It, it feels confusing when we keep looking for someone to give us the perfect plan. There is no perfect plan. No one can give you a perfect plan. There's more than 7 billion people on the planet, right? We all have different genetics, different preferences, different lifestyles. You can't just take some plan and be like, okay, that's, that's what I'm going to do perfectly. No way. Figure it out and customize it to you. You know, understand. I, I like talking about this too, like with the diets. Understand the context. Why does it work? Why does keto work? Well, because refined carbs is the number one source of calories for people in America. So if you have a diet that's aimed at reducing carbs, yeah, you're probably going to cut the calories down and, and lose some weight, right? Intermittent fasting, if you cut an eating window down from 16 hours to eight hours, you're probably going to lose some weight. 
you know? So if you understand the mechanisms behind the diet, then you can start to understand it more and then tweak whatever they're saying and, and integrate it into what you're doing. Always understanding though, that from this moment forward, this is what I want for you. This is what I do in the clients my case, they're in my program, is starting day one, we're working on creating and optimizing our weight mastery plan. Like how are we gonna eat, our eating plan? You know, I'm always tweaking mine. I'm always working on it, always optimizing it, you know, but it's always built around me, what my likes and dislikes are, what, what works for me, what's easy, what I like to eat, and my lifestyle, what fits into it. You know, I'm not just going to pick some plan that sounds great and try and force myself to follow. You guys have to stop doing that. It's messing you up. And what it does is it causes you to start and then you stop. And then you start the same thing and you stop. And you keep kind of cycling through that same process, you know. Let's see. Great. We're looking at it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's what I try and do. I, I get on these lives um, and I do lives every day pretty much around noon. Uh, Eastern. And I do it just to kind of give you a different perspective on things because when it comes to weight loss, you're always getting the exact same perspective, you know? And um, what it comes down to a nutshell is that like you think, just give me the plan and I'll follow it. But that doesn't work. That doesn't work for anyone. Diets have a 95% failure rate, you know? So you got to stop expecting there's some perfect plan out there that's just going to fix everything for you and start where you're at right now. Again, just like what I said, instead of trying to change all you're eating at once, Start focusing on your worst eating habits. You know, come up with better strategies to navigate that. Again, lower the calories, replace the calories, remove the calories. You got options, right? When it comes to dieting, we don't want options. We want the hardest plan because you're conditioned to think about weight loss as a sprint. And you just want to, you think it's a temporary sprint. I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. And so I want to get it done as quick as possible. But that approach is causing you to follow unsustainable plans that don't work for you. You know, and then you just keep recycling through that process, though. And so if you start with the idea that I want to live at my goal weight, that's kind of the first goal I always suggest to people. Shift your goal up from I just want to lose weight. That's the dieter's mantra. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose the weight. No, you don't just want to lose the weight. You've probably lost weight before and then put it back on. Are you glad you lost the weight? No, you're pissed that you put it back on. So again, the goal you want is not that I just want to lose weight. It's that I want to get to my goal weight and live the rest of my life there on near autopilot. A completely different goal than you've ever articulated in your life, but it's the more accurate goal that you want to achieve. You just don't say that. You think you kind of mean that when you say, I want to lose weight, but they mean two totally different things to your subconscious mind. And so you want to set yourself up for success by being very specific. You know, that idea, if you ever hear someone say, oh, it's just semantics, slap them because it's a hypnotist. I'm telling you, <laughs> words have meaning. There's a huge difference psychologically, subconsciously between saying, I just want to lose the weight and I want to return to my goal weight and live the rest of my life there on near autopilot. Those are, we make, when we say words, we make an image in our mind and we get an idea what those words mean. And so just, just losing weight is just, I'll do anything. I don't care. Just tell me what to do. I'll just do it. No, you won't. No, you fucking won't. If you, if you would just do anything just to lose weight, you wouldn't have this problem in the first place. You know, so you have to stop thinking like, I just got to lose the weight. And then once I get there, then I'll figure it out. So people always say. Because I'll tell you, you know what makes a dieter matter than anything when they're successfully losing weight is, well, what are you going to do when you get your goal weight? Jim, cut it out. I, I don't want to talk about that now. You know, I, I'll figure it out when I get there. If people get aggro, you know, because they don't have any plan for when they get there. They just think they're going to magically figure it out. Well, have you ever figured it out when you get lost the weight? Did you figure it out or did you put your weight back on? You know, don't feel bad. 95% of people fail to keep the weight off on a diet. I'm not, I'm not here to make you feel bad. I'm here to point something out that's so 
common, but for some reason we just don't see it. I don't know. We just ignore it. Like you'd be the one person who gets, loses weight on a diet and keeps it off. No one's doing it. No one's keeping the weight off on a diet. Why is that? Well, I know why. It's because you never change your mindset. You got to think in terms of mindset, right? Because you have an overweight mindset that keeps you overweight naturally, right? You're doing everything you can to lose weight and you stay stuck there. How's that possible? Because you have an overweight mindset, but you also have a dieter mindset and you flip flop between them. And then once, if you ever even get to lose the weight, now you're like, well, what do I do now? You can't be overweight mindset. You can't be dieter mindset. And now you're kind of stuck. You see? So what you want to do right from the beginning is you want to start creating a thin and healthy mindset. You ever even imagine doing that? No, you don't think about that. Cause you say, I don't give a shit what I got to do to lose the weight. I'll do whatever. I'll water fast. I won't eat any carbs. I'll eat 1200 calories a day. I don't give a shit. I'm going to lose the weight. Yeah. Okay. But those are all unsustainable plans. You don't want to live with forever. And to be honest, they're unsustainable plans. You don't even want to start because they're extreme and suck. You got this all or nothing mindset where you're doing nothing. Well, here's Monday. Here we are. We're in Monday. You doing the plan? No, nah, it didn't happen, right? Why? Because you don't fucking want to do it because it's miserable. It's a miserable plan. You don't want to not eat any carbs ever again. You don't want to eat 1,200 calories. You don't want to count your points. You don't want to not eat for 16 hours. And you don't have to, okay? You don't have to. All the diets are bullshit. Like they're, the diets are built, they're marketing, they're marketing exercises. <clears throat> I promise you. You don't know anything about diets. You think you do and you don't. That's why I'm here telling you this stuff, okay? First off, all the, you can't even separate weight loss from diets at this point. You ask a thousand Americans how to lose weight. They're going to say diets, surgery, medicine, right? No, none of them are going to say mindset, <laughs> you know? And so you can't even separate diets from weight loss at this point. And so subconsciously, what you're doing is anytime you think about weight loss, you are subconsciously referencing a diet. And that diet concept is completely flawed. You know, first of all, all the big diets that you're referencing are all owned by the food companies. Did you know Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz? That Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle? That the same company owns Atkins Food Products, the same company that owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon? That the company owns SlimFast is the same company that owns Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream? Do you really think these companies are promoting diets that are going to make people at mass not eat their bullshit food or eat less of it? Does that make any sense? Or does it make more sense that these diets don't work so they get you coming and going and they love that? And it keeps you stuck because the only way you think about weight loss is dieting. You never think about mindset. Who are you going to learn mindset weight loss from? You tell me. You know, because I've been at this for 30 years personally, 20 years professionally. I've done 5,000 private weight loss sessions. You know, I had to create, all, I read 50 books a year. I'm obsessed with this. Now, listen, if there was a mindset master for weight loss, I would have gone and learned from them. And I would have been a much easier path. I've had to learn this myself. And so you tell me, I, I'm asking you legit. I'm asking you if you know any mindset people for weight loss, please mention in the chat so I can go study them. And if you don't, I want that to be a, an alarm bell going off. That your biggest problem, listen, is not that you don't know what to eat. This is why a diet's never going to work for you. Your main problem isn't that you don't know what you should and shouldn't eat. You already know that. You know that by heart. That's why you're so frustrated and apathetic at this point. Because you know what you should do. Because every diet is trying to, it just tells you what to do. But no one ever shows you how to get yourself to do it. No one. You know, and that's kind of the space that I fill in. That's what I work with my clients, just normal people that know they shouldn't eat cookies at night. They know that they've known that their whole lives, but they can't stop themselves from doing it. Well, why is that? And the fact that you don't even have an answer to that is, is really instructive. 
because here's the thing. This is why I do this for free, why I get out and help people. Because I know that you're probably sitting here, you think about weight loss 24 hours a day and you're not doing anything to make it happen. You're kind of stuck. And you're stuck because there are forces working on you to keep you stuck, to keep you confused, to keep teaching you and, and, and supporting you to think in terms that don't work. Because what diet are you going to try? What are you going to start? Fucking keto again? Are you really seriously going to try keto again? Oh, it worked. It worked that one time though, Jim. Yeah. Well, when, when what happened? What about the last five years when it hasn't worked? Are we going to take that into account? Weight Watchers, you're going to start Weight Watchers again? Why? What's different this time? What's going to be different? You're going to start intermittent fasting again? What do you think is going to be different? You don't think you're still getting that same white knuckle feeling? Why do you think you're avoiding it? Because you don't want to do it. So what's the, what's the solution? That you're magically going to wake up one day and just, just be a different person, just follow it perfectly? Or would a better option be, let me start where I'm at now and let me start working on my mindset. Let me start improving my, my lifestyle. Let me start to systematically and strategically fix my eating. Build muscle only long-term fat loss solution. That is not true. That's 100% not true. You could build no muscle and you could be thin for the rest of your life. Um, big companies want us to stay unhappy and unsuccessful. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. What's an ideal breakfast? Um, I mean, I would never say what the ideal breakfast is because everyone's different. The ideal breakfast for me might be different than the ideal breakfast for you, okay? Um, but I will say ideal breakfast in, in very general sense, um, I like to say, make it as nourishing as possible. Well, what does that mean? As, as whole unprocessed natural foods as possible, I'd really like to get some natural fiber in there, not Metamucil, um, fruits, imagine a vegetable even for breakfast, that, that's crazy. But I wanna get, I wanna get fiber, um, some protein, natural unprocessed foods as much as possible. And within, again, calorie wise, I don't even mind because if you eat more calories in the morning, you may eat less calories in the afternoon. Now again, everyone's different. So you have to, you have to figure out what works for you, okay? But these are some basic ideas. Um, which breakfast satisfies you until lunch? You know, that, that's a big question too, right? So again, see, what you want me to do is just tell you what to do. That, that's what you've been conditioned to do. You just want someone to tell you what you should eat. But you have to recognize that's not working for you. You have to figure out what works for you. And if you start approaching it that way, it's an absolute game changer, okay? People don't know what to eat. High protein and fiber, calorie deficit, period. Yeah, absolutely. Um, high protein and, and fiber. And fiber, I think... To me, fiber is the big one. I know protein is more satiating than, than fat and carbs. Um, but I think the protein thing is kind of overstated because we live in a culture, we live in a, a country where there's a shit ton of money being made off of selling you to eat meat. Okay, so we got to take that into account. Because first of all, you know, people always say like, like I'm a vegetarian, pescatarian specifically. And I always hear people, oh, well, what about, what about uh, your protein? Oh yeah, well, what about your fucking protein? When's the last time you took a protein test to find how much protein you're, you're getting? Are you protein deficient? Do you know anyone to take a protein deficiency test? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think some things are overstated a little bit when it comes to that. And to me, and I'm, see, I'm speaking from experience, this is anecdotal, but the fiber to me is the key one. You know, natural, insoluble fiber. Because what happens is you don't digest it and it stays in your intestines though and it makes you feel full. It's good for your microbiome and it activates the ileum colon break. It makes you feel fuller because it stays there. And, you know, even paleo man with the paleo shit with no, no carbs, um, they were eating 130 grams of fiber a day. So, you know what I mean? To me, fiber is the, is the secret thing. It's been stripped from our diet, you know, because it doesn't process well. And I find that fiber to me, that, that's my opinion, is that fiber is probably the number one thing lacking from people's diets. And it's one of the core reasons why they feel so hungry all the time. 
I've been there. I've done it. And people I've worked with, and again, it's just anecdotal. It's not, it's not, a, I haven't, the, the, you have to find the studies that, that prove this. Test it yourself is a better idea. Um, and then protein obviously helps as well. Um, 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 I've been on a low, cal de de low calorie deficit because my maintenance is low. BMR says I'm underweight, but I still have fat. Yeah, okay. I've read, well, I mean, that's when you start, you know, I always look at, and this is a very simplistic explanation, folks, but um, I like to say like weight controls your shape, exercise controls your shape, okay? So um, I think that when you're at the weight you want to be at and you want to start changing how you look, that starts to become a body composition thing, okay? And so at that point, yeah, muscle and building up muscle becomes more important. You know, but you're in luck because again, we can build up muscle. It's frustrating when you build up muscle when you're overweight because you don't see a lot of it, you know, but if you're at a, at a close to your goal weight right now, starting to do some more muscle um, building, exercising, you know, you're going to see some results quicker. Most likely it's going to help you get there. Obviously it's not just low calorie, by the way, it's really also really starting to zero in on what you're eating, composition of your food as well. Make it more natural. What's up, Karen? If sleep is so good for weight loss, then why do you burn more calories awake? <laughs> that's okay. I'm going to assume you're asking this question um, genuinely. Uh, sleep is is probably the most important habit for weight loss. Now, it's not because you're burning more calories when you're sleeping. It's really how it sets you up when you're awake, okay? And so there's a lot of reasons. I'm going to give you the two big ones, though. When you don't sleep well, when you're not getting a lot of sleep, what happens is you wake up and you're tired, right? You're, you're, you're tired. When you're tired, your body craves unhealthy foods because your body knows the fastest way to get glucose spikes, get some energy, is eating processed foods, flour, sugar, things that are unhealthy. And so you start to have an increased craving for unhealthy foods, okay? The second part of that is when you're tired, now your prefrontal cortex, your willpower, is, has less energy, and it's more tired. And so it has less ability to say no to those unhealthy foods. So it's kind of a double whammy that, um, yeah, just because you slept good, you're not burning a lot more calories, but that's really when you're intaking the calories. And so you're really set up right at the ground level to want to eat more unhealthy calories and have less ability to say no to them. That's just the, the initial part. There's a lot more stuff. Literally your sleep and the quality of sleep you're getting affects your um, insulin resistance, how your body processes glucose. I mean, they are learning so much stuff about sleep. Um, oh, I'm thinking his name is Michael Walker. I'm blank. I know it's not. It's Matthew Walker. Matthew Walker has probably the best book on sleep I've ever read. I think it's called Why We Sleep. Definitely recommend that if you're interested in, in learning more about that. Is Starbucks breakfast bad? Um, I mean, it's not something I would recommend, you know, and I don't know what you mean by Starbucks breakfast, if that's like one of their milkshakes um, or if it's their, their foods. You know, hey, their foods, everything's relative. You know what I mean? So everything's good and bad. And everything's relative. So I'd never go out, oh, is Starbucks breakfast bad? Well, I don't even know what you mean by that. If, if you're talking about like a grande, you know, chocolate latte macchiato, if that's what you mean, then I'd say that's really bad. Um, really bad. Liquid calories, by the way, are one of the worst things you can, if you want to lose weight, liquid calories are the worst thing for you to do because your body and brain don't even register the liquid calories, right? Think about this. We evolved in a natural world where there were no liquid calories, you know? And so when we drink liquid calories, when, when we consume them, our body, we don't get the satiety from them, you know? So if you, if you drink 250 calories or if you eat 250 calories, especially if it's unprocessed natural food, you're, that, that 250 calories would go a lot further in terms of satiety, which is really what you want to be managing. You know, I always say like, like as a dieter, you want to be hungry because you think the hungrier you are, the more weight you're going to lose, you know? But really, program yourself thin. One of the very things we're focused on when we're mastering our eating plan is really what we're managing our hunger. 
Like I, we use a thing called the hunger scale, zero to 10, right? 10 is absolutely stuffed. Zero is absolutely starving. For me, I want to get to a three, four, and really it's more of a four five for me now because I'm not trying to lose weight. But when I want, when I was losing weight, I wanted to get to a three, four early in the day and maintain that. I might be a little bit hungry, but I was, I was in control and you got to become sensitive to that you, again, dieting causes you to not dieting trains you to not be connected and aware of your hunger and satiety signals. It, it really, it creates a harmed relationship with food, an unhealthy one. Um, and a lot of it, it, it creates an unhealthy relationship with your body because you stop listening to your body's signals. You ignore them, you know? And so I, I feel like you're gonna have a much better, um, you're gonna have a much better time mastering your weight when you become more sensitive to your body. That's one of the most, see, one of the things that helped me so much was doing yoga and I do an extremely gentle form of yoga. I'm not burning any calories. I'm sitting there a lot, but what it did is it helped me become much more connected to my body to know when I ate the wrong thing, I felt it. And when I ate well, I felt that. And that was really helpful because that was shocking to me because I, I could not believe how, listen, most of the time when we eat bullshit, you know what we do afterwards? We watch TV, we're looking on our phone, we're scrolling, we're disassociating, we're disconnecting from our body, unaware of it. So um, anyways, I don't know how I got on that one. Um, I keep blocking myself, I keep blocking myself because I think I won't do this for long enough to have long-term results. Yeah, yeah, Alicia, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what you're all doing, folks. You're all, listen, at this point, if you're watching me right now, I know you're an overthinker, because right? the only people that listen to me talk fast are overthinkers. <laughs> Everyone in my program is an overthinker. You're probably also somewhat of a perfectionist. And what happens is you're overthinking um, all the time, all the reasons. What you're overthinking, and this is why you're hypnotizing yourself to be overweight, okay? Because you think you're trying to find a solution, but your main conversation in your head about weight is, what's wrong with me? How come I can't stick with a plan? Why don't I do this? Am I ever going to be able to lose weight? And you're always thinking about the problems and how you failed in the past. And at this point, you have probably tried lots of diets. Most of them haven't worked. And you think that's the reason why you're not starting, but that's not true. The reason you can't start a diet now, most likely, is because of the times when you have lost weight on diets and then put the weight back on. And so now, subconsciously, you associate diets with ultimate failure, even if you start losing weight. You might say, oh, yeah, so, we, so what? So what? I did this five years ago. I lost 50 pounds and put it all back on. This isn't going to work either. Oh shit. If that's your mindset, you're never going to get results. Just like you said, you are blocking yourself, you know? And it's because it's because your subconscious mind's protecting you. It knows that this fucking diet is the same diet you've tried 50 times and hasn't worked. Your mind and your body know this isn't going to work long time because you don't want to do it. This is why you can't start because you don't want to do it, and this is why you can't stick with it because you know it's not going to last because you hate doing this. So what am I saying, right? That's why I said the goal's got to change. You can't just focus on losing weight because I get people on there every day. I don't know if someone's asked it yet, but they go, what do you think about water fasting? Well, why would someone ask that to me? What, do we, what does anyone think about water fasting? You know, it's a temporary thing to lose some weight for a little bit of time. And then what? Then you put it all back on. So I say, no, why would you do that? That's devastating. It's so discouraging and frustrating to, to go through that. So why would you put yourself in that position? But it really encapsulates the dieter's mindset that you think of weight loss as a temporary thing. I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. Well, then what are you going to do? I don't know. I'll figure it out then. No, you won't. And so in Program Yourself Then, we start with the maintenance plan. We start with setting you up to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot. That's the goal. When's that been the goal of yours last time? 
When's the last time is your goal when you started weight loss, Ben? I want to get to my goal weight and live the rest of my life there on your autopilot. It's never been the goal. I know this. And I know you've never framed it that way until you've just heard me say it. I'm the only one that says that because I'm a hypnotist and I understand that words have meaning, that the way we approach something is going to dictate pretty much the results that we're going to get. And I know the way you're approaching weight loss is you're thinking as an extreme diet that you don't want to do, that you're going to do until you lose the weight. And then I'll figure it out. And that's a broken mindset. And you can only do this until you're about 40, 50. And then your body and mind catch up with and say, nope, nope, nope. I'm not going to eat carbs tomorrow. Nope, I'm not going to do intermittent fast tomorrow. Nope, 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 nope. And that's where you're at now. You think about weight loss 24 hours a day and you don't actually do anything to make it happen. And I'm telling you, it's because you think about weight loss, you think you have to diet and do some shit you don't want to do. It's not rocket science when you look at it this way, is it? Right? You don't want it. You don't want to do it. The way you think you have to lose weight, you don't want to do. There's the core problem. It doesn't have to be miserable. I sit here in front of you as someone who lost 50 pounds, but beyond that, I have kept myself at the same weight for 30 years, folks. I had one blip 12 years ago. I have stayed at the same weight. I don't exercise. I don't work out. I've had a couple little blips here and there of like doing P90X for a month or two, doing Insanity for a month or two, just shit, just random little things. That has not been the reason. I've, I haven't dieted in 30 years. What have I done? I've transformed my mindset, my lifestyle, and my eating, right? So again, in my program, I take people through a workbook. It's your mindset blueprint, your lifestyle blueprint, your eating blueprint. Can I just tell you what to eat? No, because I'm not you. You're not me. I could do that. I could put a diet together tomorrow just with what I eat. I would never do that because you're not me. You don't have the preferences and the likes and like dislikes of food that I have. You don't live my lifestyle, you know? You've got to figure out what works for you. Oh my God, though, once you have that, everything changes forever. You know, you're, you're all or nothing. You try and force yourself to follow this crazy plan. You do it for a couple days, maybe a couple weeks. Then you go back to nothing. And you keep repeating that cycle. It's time for you to wake the fuck up and stop doing that. It's never going to change. It doesn't matter what diet it is. It doesn't matter what fucking medicine is. I just read the thing about the Ozempic, man. Get ready. Get ready for the Ozempic because they're going to put it out there and everyone's going to sucker for it. And then what they're going to find out is 80% of people put the weight back on and you have to do it for life. and They don't want to do it. It stops working. Nothing works until you change your mindset and you have real genuine strategies built for you. I'm like, Let me put it this way. I, the way I eat, the way I live, and obviously the way I think, like, I'm going to eat and live this way for the rest of my life. I want to eat and live this way for the next 100 years. Now, I know I'll keep tweaking and optimizing, so I know it'll transform and be better. But I love the way that I eat and live. Just to give an example, in Program Yourself Thin, we follow a 5-2 model. Five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. Imagine? And so it's like, here I am Monday back on my clean eating days. It's a little harder this week because this week I got a little off track. I broke my foot a month ago. I've had some challenges. So my eating hasn't been as clean. Oh my God, can you imagine? Because you're all or nothing. Perfect or nothing. That ain't life, man. <laughs> it's not life, you know? And so anyways, um, there's, there's better answers. Um, I've been on a low calorie because my maintenance is low. I think I just answered that one. I've changed the size of my plate. I now use a smaller one. This has helped me. That's a great one, Kelly. Yeah, that's a real, that's legit. That's... um. I don't know if people have probably doing that forever, but um, Brian Wansink was the guy who uh, came out with that. He, 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 I don't know, he busted his chops. I don't know. Scientifically, I guess he had some, some questionable things going on, but I think he's got great books and I think they're worth reading. Um, turned plant-based for almost two months and that's all I hear, what I hear about protein. <laughs> right. Don't worry about it, Crystal. I guarantee you're almost getting enough protein. I mean, check it out. I, I don't want to say or say don't, don't care about it, but um, that protein thing is way over, overdone. 
you know. I can fit lots of cookie on a small plate. <laughs> That's funny. What if you have lots of weight to lose? Yeah, what if you have lots of weight to lose? That's even more important to come up with a plan that fits you. What do you do if you wake up and you're not hungry for hours? Well, that's fine. I mean, you work with yourself, you know? Again, even intermittent fasting, people always ask me about that because that's a hot diet. Keto and intermittent fasting are the two big ones right now, so I get asked those the most. Um, I use intermittent fasting, you know, but I, it's not, I didn't come into it as intermittent fasting. What I mean is I started intermittent fasting 30 years ago before it was called that, or I didn't know about it anyways if it was called that, and how did I come up with it? Because I started with how I suggest everyone start their weight loss. What's your worst eating habit? My worst eating habit was eating after dinner. I was easily eating 500 to 1500 calories every single night. This is what I did. And so I said, okay, I got to get a handle on this. And long story short, I, I trial and errored it. It took me months. And I finally figured out strategies to help me get through the night without eating. But all of a sudden it was like, wow, I wasn't eating at night. And, you know, whereas I would eat maybe a half hour later, I'd go to bed was typical. Now all of a sudden it was like, I wasn't eating for four to five, six hours before I went to bed. And that was absolutely transformative for me because I used to be the shittiest sleeper ever. Couldn't fall asleep. Even when I fell asleep, I was hot, I tossed, turn, all this. I stopped eating before I go to bed. Oh my God, I slept through the night. I, I could not believe that, still can't. So um, anyways, the, the point being, I didn't approach this intermittent fasting, you know, I, I can't stand this bullshit about, well, if you only do 13 hours and you're not getting the two, the two hours, the reason it makes it worse, that last two hours. That's fucking bullshit. That's not true. And it's like, even if it is true, if you can't do it, then it's not true. Who cares? You know? And so the point is, I didn't have any of that pressure. I just slowly stopped eating before dinner or before bed and it got longer and longer of a window. And I felt better and better. So I think intermittent fasting is wonderful. Um, and so if you wake up and you're not hungry genuinely, great, great. Then don't start eating until 11 or 12 o'clock. But... Make your first meal of the day the healthiest one because typically we start the day where our hunger is the lowest and our willpower is the highest. And so what most people do is they use that to not eat, right? Here we go. I'm not eating breakfast. Oh, I'm not going to eat lunch. But here we go. Oh, shit. Now here comes 2 o'clock. And now your hunger is up here and your willpower is down here because your willpower is fed by glucose, by food, partly. And it's also, it just goes down throughout the day. You just use it. Just being awake and alive a little brain lesson real quick. Your, your willpower is a muscle. It, it really is, it is in your prefrontal cortex. Your prefrontal cortex is about 10% of your brain anatomically. It runs your logic, your awareness, you're aware right now and listen to this. It's the party that knows you should lose weight, knows what you should do to lose weight, tries to get you to do it. But the rest of your brain is your subconscious mind will just kilometer into that simple category. And that part of your brain runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And so this is why, like, Brushing your teeth is a habit that you installed in your subconscious mind. And now you don't have to think about brushing your teeth. Just do it automatically. Okay. Well, your eating is the same thing. It, it runs on autopilot. And so what you're typically doing to try and lose weight is you're trying to consciously fight against your subconscious behaviors. But the problem is there, your willpower takes lots and lots of glucose and energy and your subconscious mind does not. It's very energy efficient. Your subconscious mind is where all the things you have learned are stored riding a bike, using a computer mouse, reading, writing, um, walking, running, climbing the stairs, climbing the shower, you know, taking a shower the exact same way you do it every time, brushing your teeth. All of these things you do on autopilot just in your subconscious mind, they just run on automatically, okay? So you got this very energy intensive part of your brain, your conscious willpower mind, fighting against this very, very energy efficient part of your brain, your subconscious mind. And what it feels like to you, and you'll feel this tonight, if Monday's the night, right? So here we are, you're right in the middle of your diet, starting to get a little wobbly, it's noon here Eastern, and so what happens is tonight, you usually sit on the sofa and eat some ice cream at 8 o'clock and watch your show. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, it's 8 o'clock. Let's have the ice cream. No, no, we can't. We're on a diet, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. 
Um, it's five minutes later, two minutes later. Hey, what about that ice cream? What's going on? No, 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 it can't. It's a diet. It's diet time. No, 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 no ice cream. It's five minutes later. Hey, wait a second. You forgot about that ice cream. No, I told you, please stop. Please stop brain. Please stop. Okay. Hey, oh, ice cream. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, is it not feel like that? This, you know what I mean? It starts right around usually for you start your diet Monday morning and that usually starts kicking in around one, two in the afternoon. Right. And it just never stops until you quit. This is why. So the real secret to, to mastering your weight is to start focusing on your subconscious mind. Install new programming, new behaviors that run automatically. I stay at my same weight for 30 years. I don't count calories. I don't diet because I've structured my eating. Okay, so I eat consistent foods throughout the week. And so I do that all on autopilot. I know what to eat for breakfast. I know I'm going to eat for lunch. I know I'm going to eat on these days and stuff. And it just runs on autopilot. I'm not fighting against myself. That's the biggest difference. You can't fight against yourself. Your brain is not built to be consciously making food choices. It's estimated you make over 200 food choices a day. And you're going to make those all consciously? Are you not already overwhelmed and tired in your life? And now you're going to take this on? It's like, you know, here's the thing too, because you don't understand why weight loss is so hard. You think it's because the food's so good and you can't say no to the food. And that is a little bit of it. But the bigger part is that you're looking to consciously do something that is a subconscious process. And the equivalent of that would be if you woke up one day and said, you know what? I'm going to use my computer mouse and brush my teeth with my other hand today. But yeah, fuck you are because you're going to, you're going to, you're going to try <laughs> and then you're going to, you could do it, but it's like, oh, I'm brushing my teeth. Oh God. It's, it's like you're, you feel like you're missing teeth. It takes lots and lots of focus and energy. You're jabbing your, oh, and it's frustrating. It's tiring. And that's why changing how you eat is different. You have to stop looking. See, you're looking at your weight loss like it's an information problem, right? Like that you're missing that magical diet plan in front of you. But I'm here to tell you it's a behavioral problem. You have no strategy, no idea how to change your behaviors. You've got willpower, which is a shitty way to do it long term. And that's it. You have no deeper understanding of how to change your behaviors. And until you do, I don't, I don't know how you're going to lose the weight long term. I don't know how. You're not built that way. We're not, listen, let me give you an example of what it would be like if you were this conscious creature that you imagine yourself to be. It would be like you were a robot and you, you already know what you should eat. Okay, no, no carbs tomorrow. I'm going to be keto. Okay, boopity boop, no carbs. And you would just type that into yourself and you would just do it. Okay, no eating for 16 hours. Boopity boop, that's what I do. And then just wouldn't eat for 16 hours. But that's not what it feels like to you. You have that intention. I'm not going to eat carbs today. Okay. And then all of a sudden... Oh, what about a muffin? No, no, remember, no carbs today. Okay, hey, what about a cookie after lunch? No, no, no carbs today, remember? Oh, let's have some candy. No, 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 no sugar. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's you. Constantly, like, you're, you're automatically coming up with the cravings, and then you got to mobilize the focus and the energy to say no to them. That's a diet in a nutshell. Ta-da! <laughs> and that's why it's not working for you. You're not built that way. It's like, I, to bring the point home in an extreme way, imagine if you had to, like, remind you, if you had to breathe consciously. Right? We'd probably all be dead. <laughs> as important as breathing is, we'd all forget to breathe because we're not built to consciously do automated things. So it's a bad strategy. Willpower is a very bad strategy for um, for weight loss. Catherine says, overthink, overthinker here um, to the point where I'm scared to eat at all. Yeah, no, I get that. And that's the problem. Overthinkers, the way to look at this, and again, I'm an, I'm an overthinker. And that's why I always attract overthinkers. I talk fast. The only people that stay here are overthinkers, typically. The only people I've seen join my program are overthinkers, um, which is a, it's a good and bad thing. The overthinking is not the problem. Okay, I want to make that clear. I used to be an overthinker, and I was 50 pounds heavier and a binge drinker. Now I'm an overthinker, and I'm at my goal weight for 30 years, and I'm as healthy as I've ever been. What's the difference? The difference is 
think about your brain. This overthinking brain is like a supercomputer. Okay, it's a very powerful computer, and you're lucky to have it. The problem is you have never learned how to program in the right apps or programs to, for it to run, right? So what you're doing is you're you're running overweight programs. Overweight programs are what's wrong with me? How come I can't lose the weight? Why can't I stick to a diet? Why do I keep fucking up? Why am I ever gonna take this serious? And you're focused on the problem, just as as a simple category. You are constantly focused on the problem, and you think that you are going to come up with some cognitive breakthrough is going to change everything all at once. You're addicted to that. But what's really happening, and this is because you don't understand your subconscious mind, your subconscious mind does not understand negatives. If I sit here and tell you, don't think about a banana, don't think about a yellow banana. Well, what are you thinking about? A banana, right? And so by you constantly trying to, to figure out what you're doing wrong and trying to figure it out, what you're subconsciously doing, when you say, oh, why did I overeat last night? Why do I keep overeating at night? Well, what are you imagining? You're imagining yourself overeating in that exact environment. You're programming yourself to do that again in the situation. Even though you keep saying, why do I keep overeating? You're trying to understand it logically, but subconsciously you're imagining yourself overeating. You're reinforcing that, okay? And it's, it goes right down the line. That's what you're doing with your thinking. So what's the alternative? You're never gonna believe it because it's so elegant and simple, but you never ever think this way. And this is the main problem you have, is instead of saying, why do I keep overeating? You start saying, how can I eat just the right amount easily, naturally, comfortably? How can I eat the right foods? How can I crave the healthy foods that I want to eat that are giving me the slim, healthy body that I want to live in? When's the last time you asked a question like that? I know it's never. I know it because we all have a negativity bias. It's hardwired into us, right? We evolved evolutionarily. It was more important to remember where the lion was than where the beautiful flower was. We all have a negativity bias. And if you're an overthinker, you have a heightened over, you know, negativity bias where, again, you're smart, but you're trying to figure out the problem. But what you don't realize is you're constantly imagining yourself as an overweight, overeating person. And never do you put into your mind the idea that, I'm thin, I'm healthy, I'm lean, I eat moderately, I love healthy food, I feel amazing, I'm proud of myself, I feel calm, I feel relaxed, I feel attractive, I feel confident, I feel sexy, I feel happy. Whatever things you want to feel, you're, you're never saying those things. <clears throat> and that's why you're not getting them, you know? And that's where hypnosis comes in. It, it's not, listen, there's no... It's not like a magical thing, hypnosis. Like you get hypnotized every single time you watch a movie or a TV show. It's just a state of calm, passive imagination, right? Because what's happening watching a movie or a TV show? You're sitting there and you're relaxed and calm and you're just watching, you're vicariously imagining being in the experience you're watching, right? If you're watching sports, you're literally releasing adrenaline in your body because you're imagining you're playing football or whatever the sport is. You're imagining you're in that and you're literally having physiological reactions as if you were. If you're watching a horror movie, you're, you're tense and nervous. Even though you're in a safe environment, you're tense and nervous because the light hitting your eyeballs and the sounds hitting your ears is making you imagine that you're on a, in a dark alley being chased and you feel you're responding to that. Amazing, right? So we can use hypnosis. It, it's not magic. Every commercial you see is using hypnosis. They're not trying to talk you into eating cookies and ice cream. They're showing you people just, oh, and slow motion gooey shit and people, oh, their faces. That's what they're doing. And um, you're internalizing that. And now we look at the other side. When are you imagining yourself as the person you want to be? When are you imagining yourself being energized, having perfect mobility, feeling flexible, feeling strong, 
in control of your eating, craving healthy foods, wearing the clothes you want to wear, going into, looking the way you want to look in pictures, standing on the scale and seeing the exact number you want to see. When are you imagining that? When are you thinking that ever? You're never, ever, never, ever doing that because you're just obsessed with trying to figure out the problem. There is no figuring out the problem. Thanks, Sabrina. Now listen, just real quick, I want to say this. If, you, if you're never, and I know you're not, just let's be honest, okay? Fine. There's nothing wrong with being wrong, by the way, okay? That's how you get to rewrite quicker. But I can help you with this, okay? I'm explaining it now, but I want you to experience this. I give you a hypnosis session for you to experience this firsthand, all right? So you can go to my bio, click that link, and I give you a hypnosis session. It's called the New Thin Me, okay? The New Thin and Healthy Me. And it's a kickstart session. So it's going to help you clarify and connect to that goal we're talking about, which you almost never do. And you know, if you're here listening to me, it's probably because you listen to one of my sessions, which it's a, it's a common um, rapper I use for the session where you imagine waking up tomorrow morning at your goal weight. That's probably why you're here. And you know, how's it feel? It feels fucking good, right? It feels good. When's the last time you felt good about losing weight? Ever? Right? This is the most enjoyable, pleasurable thing you can ever do in your life. People take it over the money. What's more important than feeling good about yourself, being healthy, living as long as you can, living the best quality of life while you're here? Right? It's the most amazing thing that you can do to yourself. And yet, what do you do? You associate fucking hate. Oh, dieting. I got to get myself to die. You hate it. You hate doing it. This is why the, the diet industry's programmed that into you. Every diet out there is telling you what to do and they never show you how to get to do it. They don't want you to know how to do it. They want to keep you fat and they want to keep you overweight. And they want to keep you keep coming back and you keep doing it. How many more times are you going to fucking try Weight Watchers? How many times are you going to try and get back on keto? <laughs> God, you know what I mean? In neurolinguistic programming, NLP, right? That, that's one of the things I, I, I train her in. We have a we have a, a kind of a list of uh, presuppositions. You could say they're almost like our, our Ten Commandments. We have to keep reminding ourselves. One of them is if something's not working, do something else. <laughs> we have to remind ourselves of that. Thanks, Sabrina. I appreciate that. Um, we have to remind ourselves of that because it's just like the human brain just wants to keep doing the wrong shit. It, I don't, it's weird. It, I don't even understand it. I don't know, but but I know it. And this is why we have that saying, right? That the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result, right? And it's because humans just have this ability. Well, as long as we do something one way, we're just going to keep on doing it the same way. But um, I'm telling you, it, that's why I say like your mindset is the biggest thing impacting your weight. More important than your genetics, your hormones, your menopause, your insulin resistance, your Hashimoto, your thyroid, any of that stuff. Your mindset's the number one thing impacting your weight then lifestyle, and then you're eating. Um, and I put them in that order. Now, listen, technically, it's the eating that's got the biggest impact on your weight, but most people just focus on the eating. You've got no foundation under your weight loss, right? All you do is just tell me how to eat. Yeah, what? And then what? You're just going to follow it? Why would you be able to follow it now if you haven't followed the last 50 times you tried? It just makes no sense. Wouldn't it make more sense to learn how to think differently? Don't you think it'd be helpful if you could learn how to think like a thin and healthy person? That's where programming self thing comes from. It comes from, I was 50 pounds heavier. Everyone, my dad died at 54 of a heart attack, right? He was obese, shitty lifestyle, greatest guy on the planet. It was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Absolutely traumatic. And I remember saying, I'm never gonna let that happen to me. I'm never gonna that path. I knew even at nine, I was like, the weight and all, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. 10 pounds later, I'm 50 pounds heavier. 10 years later, I'm 50 pounds heavier, binge drinking, can't stop myself. A miracle happens to me, right? The miracle is I took a semester off from college and I shit you not, this is real. Within about a month, and now again, I did nothing to deserve this, folks. I sit here in front of you as a blessed, a blessed person. 
the, the, the heavens looked down on me and gifted me with exposing me within about a month. Hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, Tony Robbins, personal development, yoga, guitar, martial arts, meditation. I am I, serious. All of these things just fell in my lap and I grabbed them with both hands and I went straight into them. NLP is the science of role modeling. Who's getting the results you want? Figure out how they did it. Not just what they did externally. Not just, what would you eat? No. What'd you think? How did you shift your thinking from focusing on food and eating it that way into all of a sudden eating it in a way where you're at your goal weight? What, what changed there? That was the secret. All of a sudden, I said, holy shit. Because you know what I realized? I'll, I'll give, just to bring the point home, and this is, this is real. This is totally real, I'm going to tell you. You know who taught me the most about diets and weight loss growing up? It was a family friend. He was a 450-pound comedian, and he would start a new diet every other week and spent a lot of money on him, knew everything there was to know about weight loss. He would talk to me about it. He'd tell me, and he'd tell me about all the different philosophies. This plan does this one, this one. He, every week is different. Last 20 years of his life, he spent a wheelchair, never lost any of the weight. And what I did when I started speaking with people that I actually lost the weight and kept it off for at least two years, that's what I looked for. I'll give you a hint. A lot of them are at the Y. And I began speaking to these people. I said, how did you do it? What was going on? And I began saying, what did you think? How did you think differently? What was the shift that, that did it for you? It was magical because what I realized is up until that point, everyone that was telling me how to lose weight were all people that were struggling to lose weight. This was the first time I really got real insights from people that had really made a shift and a change. And that was just like, uh, for the first time, I was like, oh, oh. It's not just knowing you shouldn't eat so much or you should exercise more. That can't be it, right, folks? That can't be it. Because <laughs> if that, if we all know that, you know, it was how you think, you know? So that, that's what led me to, to again, I, I was amazed at the results I ended up getting. I got a finance and investments degree, but I was so amazed at what happened to me. And it was so important because for me, life's weight, weight loss, weight is life and death. You know, from what happened to my dad, I don't just think about weight like, oh, you're looking to be in the suit of the beach. Yeah, I want that too for you. But it's more about, I want you to live as long as you can. I want you to have the best quality of life while you're here. I want you to be here for all the people that you love. That's what I want for you more than anything. You know, that's why I do these free lives. That's why I do all these TikTok videos, you know? Um, and so anyway, so I got so obsessed with it and I was so amazed at what happened to me. I, I really couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it sometimes. It feels like a transformation, you know? And so, um, yeah, I ended up doing this. Certified hypnotist, master hypnotist, NLP trainer, yoga instructor, strategic coach. I'm just obsessed with this stuff because again, to me, it's the most important thing there is in life. And again, I want to reemphasize this to prove this point home. I'm not talking about weight because you're going to look a certain way. I'm talking about your weight so that you can be here on earth as long as you possibly can because your weight's directly tied to your longevity. It's directly tied to your health and your quality of life. These are the things that I want you to focus on, you know? And so what you need to do to make get yourself to where you want to be though, is you've got to transform your mindset. You've got to start thinking differently about this whole process, you know? So anyways, again, go to my bio, click that link, get that hypnosis session I give you, right? It's about 10 minutes long. What's going to happen is you're going to listen to it and you're going to feel a different type of motivation. Just by listening to that session, I can guarantee you, you're going to see yourself naturally making healthier choices, food choices, lifestyle choices for the next few days, just from one listen, okay? But then I also give you a training, three steps to master your weight. I really, I really urge you to watch it. It's free. It's all free. I email you stuff every day, um, just helping and support you. I'm really here for you. I want you to know that. So follow me on TikTok. I put new videos up all the time. Things that really genuinely help you and that illuminate the missing piece for you. You know what I mean? Like, again, there's no diet plan coming down the pike that's going to answer the things you need answered. What you need is you need mindset strategies. 
You need mindset insights more than anything else. Okay, that's how you're gonna get the results you want. Right? Um, truth, lost eight pounds twice and put it all back on. Crafty Grammy says, "I know it sucks. How many times a day do you eat? I eat three times a day, um, ideally." I'm going to get to questions. I haven't been getting. I'm going to go through them quick. I get caught up. <laughs> Sorry. Obesity is a chronic disease. You take blood pressure meds for life. Wagovia, no difference. Yeah, no different. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but listen, obesity is a chronic disease, but it's a disease you can cure or at least manage way more effectively once you understand your mindset piece. Okay, folks, please understand that. Um, you're the realest person I've heard in a long time. Thank you, Crystal. I really do pride myself on that because I think the diet industry is a bunch of bullshit. It's a bunch of carnival games. You know, no one's out there that I say, I'm not saying that. There's a lot of good people out there that are, that are doing good stuff. So I don't want to say that. But a lot of these diets, the diet industry has really framed the whole process where it's, you just have people telling you what to do constantly. And there's very few people in the weight loss world showing you how to get yourself to do it. And that's the missing piece. You're way better off um, knowing how to influence your behaviors than you are having a meal plan that you can't follow, you know? So I do try to keep it real. Wagovia changes food noise so you eat less among other things. Yes, food noise. I could talk about food noise all day because you know who's been studying food noise for 30 years? This guy, this guy here. I study food noise because guess what? You are your own best or worst hypnotist because you are up in your head talking to yourself 24 hours a day. That voice in your head is managing your weight more than anything else. So yeah, you can take Wagovia and it may, may, Right, and it's it's slim. It's not this guaranteed medicine, folks. Listen, first off, you got to defend yourself from this. How long y'all been alive? How long y'all been trying to lose weight? Right? How many miracle cures have come your way? How many of them have turned out to be true? Did I hear you say zero? Zero? Right? Over thirty years, forty years, fifty years? Yeah. Well, we'll add Vagovia to the 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 glutides. We'll add all those to the list in another year or two. Okay? They'll work for a few people. And they won't work for most. They're really expensive. And we still don't know what the real side effects of them are yet. But food noise, yeah, you got to deal with food noise. But how do you deal with it? Oh, take a medicine. That may or may not work. Um, but you know how you absolutely deal with food noise? Is you learn how to influence your internal dialogue. That's what it's called, your internal dialogue. That's so much what Program Yourself Then is. You've got this shitty voice in your head, to be honest. It's, um, it's kind of a... In, in the biz, we call it kind of like, like a, a, it's a parent voice, but it's not your real parent. It's kind of like the worst version of your parent and probably some other disciplinary people that you've known in your life. And you now have this very negative voice in your head. And every time you go and attempt to um, lose weight and you kind of get a little bit of traction, the second you make one mistake, this voice just puts you down. It makes you feel terrible. Um, you've got another voice that is always talking about what food you want to eat next, right? Hedonic eating, eating for pleasure. Eating for pleasure is driven by the culture we live in, right? Nonstop food ads, um, ways of thinking, nonstop food triggers, you know, constantly going off and you have no response to them. You're not even aware it's going on. So yeah, managing food noises is really important and there's way better ways to manage food noise than taking Wagovia. I'm, I'm telling you this or Ozempic, okay? The way to manage is to start to understand how to influence your internal dialogue. That's what the whole Program Yourself Think course is about is how do you take control of the conversation in your head? You've never tried doing that. You have no idea about that conversation, probably. And that's the main thing. Um, I'm so sick of being obsessed about my weight. I get it, Ingrid. That's what you want to shift. That's what you want to do, right? And so I say, you want to take your weight loss, wrap it in personal development, and you want to get obsessed with your personal development. You want to get obsessed with being the best version of yourself that you can be, having the best relationships, whatever's important to you. So what most people try and do is they try and make the weight loss more motivating. They say, okay, now I'm going to focus on my weight loss. Okay, we've tried it 50 times and it's never been very motivating, okay? So instead what we want to do is what's motivating to you in your life right now? 
What are you most motivated by? Relationship, maybe your work, right? Maybe you're in school, maybe personal development. I don't know, whatever you're most motivated in your life. And how do you know? Well, when you're tired and don't feel like doing it, but you still do it because it's that important to you, right? Usually taking care of kids, um, working are usually two of those things, you know, doing things for your partner. Those are kind of the big ones. And so we want to start to build your weight loss motivation around those things. Okay. How could you succeed more at work? How could you be more successful financially? How could you be more successful in relationships? And you say, well, how's losing weight going to help me do that? It's not the fucking weight loss. You've got to stop thinking superficially, which you've been trained to do, by the way. The diet industry has trained you to think about your weight loss superficially. Every single diet ad you've ever seen is always a before and after picture with some sense of how long it's going to take you to go from one to the other. So you and subconsciously think about weight loss. This is why you're not motivated to lose weight. And you're not motivated to lose weight. If you're not losing weight, it's because you're not motivated. Okay? Um, but the reason why you're not motivated is because you just think about it superficially. I want to look better. Yeah, you do want to look better, but not enough to actually change these things. Okay? So you need more motivation. And um, again, the diets and the food companies are the same thing. They don't want you to really get that main motivation because they don't want you to really stop eating their shit. And they don't want you to stop buying their diet products. You know? So again, you've got to go outside of that diet industry, I think, to find a real solution. And I think it, it better have a mindset component to it, <laughs> you know, or else I think you're gonna have a tough time. So if I want a bagel with cream cheese, I can't have one. Um, I never said that. You can have a bagel with cream cheese. I wouldn't suggest a bagel with cream cheese. So again, right, so program yourself then as five clean days, two eating days. That's the, the general idea. We don't always start out that way. Sometimes people start out with five um, uh, pleasure days and two clean days. Again, it doesn't matter. It's just important that we have two categories. But yeah, you can have a bagel with cream cheese. I would not suggest having five days a week. If you want to lose weight, a bagel with cream cheese would not be the suggestion. I would save that for the pleasure days, you know, if, if you want to lose weight. Because to start your day with a bagel and cream cheese is to start yourself with a ton of calories that don't satisfy you for long, okay? Think about it this way. You should start looking at your food as powders. How much of the food you eat is powders? What, Jim? What are you talking about? How much of the food you eat are made out of flour or sugar, right? Because they're powders. They're literally powders, and powders in your body just disappear. And uh, they don't give you any satisfaction for long. And then you're hungry again. Right? I always call it the, I always call it the, um, the endless hunger. Right? You, ever, you, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Where you eat and then like five minutes later you're ready right, to eat more. Right? Well, notice if that endless hunger, what preceded it within 20, 12, 24 hours was a lot of flour, a lot of sugar. Okay? Start to notice there's a connection there. You know? So yeah, you could eat a bagel with cream cheese, but it's a lot of calories for very little satiety. You're not going to be satisfied for very long with that. Um, Sarasota, you are misinformed. Read the lid on obesity. You can't program your brain to lose weight. 100 pounds to lose Trimonjuro. Oh, okay, Sarasota. Yeah, no one's ever lost weight before, right? No, no obese person's ever lost weight, right, Sarah? I'm misinformed. You you tell me a world where, where no one's ever lost weight, right? I love it. What do you... A pharmaceutical salesperson. How many times a day should you eat? Um, there's no no should, but I find three is a good one. Weight loss is not about willpower. Well, you obviously haven't been listening to me because I, I have been saying that too. But willpower is a part of it. You need willpower um, to, again, I say, people are trying to rely exclusively on willpower. I don't think that works. But I think using willpower to install new habits and new programming, I think is a great idea, okay? Um, and if you don't believe that and you want to go listen to Sarasota because she has a lot of opinions. How do you overcome sugar cravings and just junk cravings? I literally can't stop and it ruins my diet. 
Yeah, yeah. Sugar cravings are tough. I mean, it's a, it's a literal drug. It's literally, literally. I always say sugar is the closest thing food-wise to cocaine. <laughs> it lights up the pleasure centers of your brain. It's a powdered substance. Again, it's not just that it's sugar. It's it's concentrated sugar that is processed in a way that it's absorbed very quickly. So it creates a very quick spike of glucose, which makes it addictive. And so... um there's a couple ways to overcome sugar. First thing I always suggest, I'll make a video on this too, so watch me on my, my YouTube channel as well, but um, you want to reframe how you think of sugar because I'm telling you right now, you're under, you're, you're minimizing the damage that sugar does to you, okay? And it's important that you realize that uh, you need to reframe. This is the mindset piece because you're thinking of sugar as this benign thing. That's what we're conditioned to think that way. Just like cigarettes, right? Think about it this way. If I went 100 years ago back in time and I saw someone smoke, say, hey, you shouldn't smoke. It's not good for you. They'd look at me like I was crazy because no one thought about cigarettes being bad for them. You know, no one associates cigarettes with lung cancer. Crazy enough, right? And so it wasn't until we got the, the, we learned more, we put that frame around it. Now we see it differently. Same thing with sugar. You're conditioned to minimize the effect sugar has on you. So watching a 10, 15 minute video on YouTube about the effect sugar has on your body within 10, 15 minutes, that's where I would start. Right, that's the mindset approach. And then there's the obvious strategies of cutting the sugar down, drinking more water, um, you know, really cutting the sugar down because sugar is, it's literally, it's like, it's an addictive substance and there's no way around that. So, um, Sarah again, food cravings go away on GLP-1 meds. Why do you not acknowledge that? I did, I acknowledge that. They they do on GLP, some GLP meds for some people. You, you, Sarah, you think it's 100% of people that take uh, semaglutide or losing weight? You think 100% are uh, getting rid of their food cravings? Because that's not true. I work with a bunch of people that are on it. So that's not true. But it does for some people. And now you're stuck on this medicine for the rest of your life. And by the way, the medicine's free when you're obese. What happens if you get your weight down to a normal range? Now you got a $2,000 a month bill. You know? It's crazy, Sarah. You think how you think doesn't affect how you eat and your cravings? How do I stop binging? Okay, you don't stop binging right away. I always suggest to people, don't just stop binging. Seek to understand it first, right? There's usually two big triggers of binging. The first one is over-restricting. A lot of times people restrict their food so much that they're so hungry, they can't control their eating. Again, it's that, you know, willpower's up here, hunger's down here in the beginning of the day. You don't eat anything, don't eat anything for breakfast, don't eat anything for lunch. Now you're really hungry and you got no willpower and now you're overeating for the next eight hours. Okay, so be careful of the over restricting and notice if that's what's triggering your binging. And the other one that typically shows up is some emotional thing. Either, um, you know, you're getting really upset about something and you're using the food to kind of distract yourself from that. Um, there's some real deep emotional thing you don't want to deal with. So you use the binge shame cycle to kind of avoid that. Um, so pay attention. Those are the two big ones. I'm not saying there's not other reasons as well, but those are the big ones. So don't just stop binging. Don't just stop emotional eating, folks. We want to we want to understand what is what is triggering this binge first of all, right? Let's go into some answers. The willpower as the only solution is a bad model. Okay, we don't just want to rely on that. Um, I ain't going on meds. <laughs> That's good. Again, and I'm not against meds. I'm, I sit here in front of you as a person on statins. I take statins. I'm not anti medicine at all. Um, but I took the statins after I spent years doing everything I possibly could that I knew of to get my cholesterol down. Okay. And so I approach the obesity and the weight the same way. I'm not against these different medications, but I am to me, the idea of Ozempic or any semaglutides is that it's just putting more insulin into your body, you know? And so I don't think it's dealing with the core problem. The problem is you keep, we keep spiking our glucose. Like if you live in the natural world, you can't even spike your glucose levels. You know what I mean? Like, like sort of finding a beehive and eating all the honey. Like it's really hard to spike your glucose levels in the natural world. 
But now in the in the unnatural world, it's it's hard not to, right? Because flour and sugar and, and things that are processed spike our blood sugars real quick. And as soon as we spike our blood sugars, our glucose levels, that's when our body has to release insulin to fight that down and bring it down. Too much glucose is toxic to our body. It's inflammatory. Too much insulin is as well. So we're in this weird space where we keep spiking our glucose and we spike our insulin and then that crashes our glucose. Now we're hungry again and we just keep going through this process. So, you know, what these... um the semaglutide medicines, what they do is they stimulate your pancreas to create more insulin that, that it's not producing. And so it also has a side effect, this, this new one, where it starts to affect the food noise in some people, okay? And so again, I don't know, um, <laughs> Sarah says I have diarrhea of the mouth. Well, I'm a hypnotist on a live, so this may work for you, but won't for most people. Well, Sarah sounds like an expert, um, so go watch her lives if you agree with her. <laughs> Tell me why this looks like recording. It's definitely not a recording, I'm live. How much money are you making on this misinformation? Um, currently, I'm making zero on it. I give all this stuff away for free. Um, how many times a day should you eat? Hey, you keep asking that question. <laughs> Three. It's not a recording. It's my questions. Others two. I just wanted a bagel. <laughs> I'll get your questions down. I'm going to go quick. Um, I struggle to stay motivated because I feel sad with my current body and feel hopeless, so I get junk food. Yeah, exactly. Right? Great. So that's a great thing to recognize, okay? Because we want to zoom out a little bit. My definition of that I like, and again, I'm not saying this is the scientific def definition of addiction, but a practical working definition of addiction I like to use is when something that causes us pain we think is causing us pleasure. And so I find this a lot with the food. And if we zoom out, we see that. Because in the moment... When we typically make food choices, we're kind of locked into thinking about getting the food, eating the food, right? We're thinking about the consumption and that drives up the craving. But that consequence is right on the other side of it. Not the consequence a couple of weeks of putting weight on, the consequence that follows five, 10 minutes after we finish the ice cream, the cookies, the chips, whatever. And so the more we shift our focus when we're gonna make a food decision from just the consumption to the consequence, we tend to make better food choices. So for you, you know what I mean? You feel bad about your body and you feel hopeless so you get junk food. So the question I want to start to say is, how can I start to feel more hopeful in my life? How can I start to feel more connected and positive about my body? What are some things I can do to make that happen? Because they're not just food. You know what I mean? That's why I say that lifestyle piece is so important, folks. You know what I mean? It's crucial. So we want to have, and when I say lifestyle, I'm talking about proper sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. As you get these things into your life, you really create a solid foundation physically to support your ideal weight, living at your goal weight, okay? So don't just let your weight loss be about food. Make it about more than that. Make this about becoming the best version of yourself possible. How can I feel more hopeful? How can I feel better about my body? Because there's a lot of things you can do instantly to get instant gratification, right? Eating healthy foods, saying no to unhealthy foods, taking a walk, drinking some water, getting some sleep. All these things start to make you feel like a better version of yourself, even if the weight's the same. Okay. And then when you start to feel better, you know, that's when you start to get in a position where the weight can start to come off for good. And again, get <laughs> Sarah reported me from misinformation. What do you think of a weak water fast? There it is. Um, Sabrina, <laughs> I don't like a weak water fast. If that's what you're going to do, if you're going to do a weak water fast to lose weight, you know, again, I just look at it like what's going to happen the week after. You know what I mean? So, so if you lose five pounds, 10 pounds in a week water fasting, you feel all, oh, I did it. I, I kickstarted my weight loss. And then the next week you start eating food and now you, you say like, oh, I got to eat food and now I'm going to put the weight on. And I, I feel like, it, I, I, now again, I'm not saying, if you're doing if water fasting for like spiritual reasons, that's a different thing, right? If you're just asking about, what should I, a, wait, a week of water fasting to lose weight? To me, again, I, I only think in long-term time frames, you know, because I can't think of anything worse than losing the weight and now, oh, no, I'm going to eat. Now the weight's going to go back on. Oh, 
you know, it, it's just, it sucks. And there's no foundation under there, you know? So again, I don't like water fasting. I don't like fasting in general. I've, I've played with it. But what I found for me personally, I used to dread as it was approaching while I was on it, I felt like shit. And then after I was done with it, I was like obsessed with food. I was just thinking about food nonstop. So for me, fasting, again, there's other reasons you may want to do it, but for weight loss, I would not do it because it's not a long-term strategy. Okay. I only want to build around things that are, um, that are long-term strategies. Um, <laughs> thanks Sabrina. Uh, exactly. Well, I'm glad you guys are appreciating the, the information. Can't be for everyone, right? <laughs> I wouldn't be doing my job if everyone believed me, I guess. Let's see, let's see. But I'm getting these questions quicker now, I promise. Fasting is the only thing I've found that works, Katie says. Um, Long-term fasting, what do you mean by fasting? I'm starting fasting tomorrow, Queen says. Good luck, girl, I'm starting today. Yeah, good luck, guys. Hey, let me know how it goes next week. For me personally, is eating for comfort. Yeah, okay. Um, again, you know, I, I wish you all the best. I want you to, I want you to, to kill it. Okay. Um, but I just find fasting as a strategy. Now, intermittent fasting is a little different. Okay. But if you're just talking about long, long strings of fasting, again, try it out. Golden rule of program self then there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. Okay. But if it does not work for you, I don't want you to feel discouraged or frustrated. I want you to realize, okay, now I know that doesn't work for me. Okay. Let me do something different. All right. Um, for me, 16 hours fasting every day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Intermittent fasting. All right. Yeah. Good luck. Um, what's the best window for intermittent fasting? Uh, I'm not really an expert off of that. So yeah, I'll let um, Starry answer that. Start off with 12, then move to 16 hours of fasting in 24 hours. But let me say this though. If you, if you intend to, um, if you intend to fast, intermittent fast, just realize it doesn't have to start out with a 16. It doesn't have to start out with 12. Maybe you only stop eating for eight hours a day. So, so go, go for, swing for the fences. Okay. <laughs> Fast yourself silly. But if it doesn't work for you, why not start a little slower and then really focus in on the eating that you are doing. All right. But, but uh, I'm going to let that go. Good, good luck, uh, folks. I, I wish you the best with that. If I eat breakfast, I want to eat all day. I usually eat dinner. Great. Then, then you figure out what works for you. You know, there, again, there is no right or wrong. There's only what you want to do. Let's, let's be honest. You know what I mean? Like your weight is something you get to decide how you're going to eat something. You, you're the only one who gets to decide that, you know? So again, I think you should take, listen to other people and strategies and stuff. I, this is all built around what I do is really about, really about G Kundo. That's Bruce Lee was a real martial artist and a philosopher. And he would, uh, he came up with a martial art called G Kundo and he would study everything. Kung Fu, boxing, fencing, literally anything. He would take what works, discard the rest in creation of his own personalized one-of-a-kind system. I suggest the same thing for you. If you approach it that way, it's kind of like there's no doubt you're going to win because you're either winning or learning. You know, some things are going to work for you and some things aren't. And you either win with it or you learn from it and keep switching and optimizing. So, so do the fasting. But if, you, if this is the fifth, sixth, eighth, tenth time you've tried fasting and it hasn't worked, please just do something different. You know? Um... How do I control my sugar cravings? As I was saying, I mean, again, first thing I would do is, is hit the mindset. Go learn about sugar and what it does to your body because I can almost guarantee you're minimizing what sugar does to you. And that, that's the core problem you have. Thank you for sharing. We are all we are our thoughts. Keep talking. Stay away from the powders. Wow, good one. Yeah, you like that one, right? That's a good one. Are you kidding me? Wow, he gives the best advice on here. Move on. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Jim, she said she reported you for misinformation. Blocker. Um, yeah, I think she's gone anyways, but, you know. 
you know, listen, I, I know people get triggered by this stuff sometimes. It, you know, listen, right. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? When it comes to weight loss, dogma is a huge problem. I've been, I've, I've got it myself. I used to be a raw foodist. Don't get much more dogmatic than that. So it's like, listen, when we, when it comes to weight loss, we get very dogmatic about how we think we have to do it because it's usually like what we're dogmatic about is hard, right? And so it's like the harder it is, the more dogmatic we got to become about it. You know, and so someone is out there and they are 100% convinced that they can't lose weight because they're obese and it's a disease and there's no way you can lose weight unless you take a medicine, then that's what they're going to believe. And anything that anyone doesn't say that is misinformation. You know, it's it's the same for all of it. If I'm saying stuff, oh, no, intermittent fasting is what you have to do. Oh, no, you got to be keto. So everyone's like, I find like the diet industry is so dogmatic and it's like, you have to, you have to believe this way and it's got to be 100% this. I just find that so so wrong in my own experience, in my experience working with clients, you know? So all I can do is kind of share this stuff with you. And, and again, I, I tell you one thing though, I, I noticed that I always have my best intentions for you all and everything I'm saying, I'm not just getting on and saying this shit. I've been saying this stuff for 20 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I am, uh, I, everything I've said has been tested and, uh, I, I don't think I'm misinforming you, but I guess that's up for everyone to decide. Coffee creamer, talk about it, please. It is a super addictive. I have that one for sure. Um, coffee creamer, Again, everything's good and bad and it's all relative, okay? So if having coffee creamer is something that prevents you from eating a donut or muffin, then I'd say it's maybe good, okay? If all you're doing is eating, you're drinking coffee creamer, I would look to lower the calories of it and then I would work to get rid of it. I don't like having sweeteners that aren't necessarily real, so I don't know which creamer you're talking about. Um, so again, the more natural it is, the better. But coffee creamer in and of itself, I don't see it as being bad, Um Again, I, I want to look at the big picture. And what I like to do is strategically aim my focus at where the most calories are coming in. So I don't want to get fixated on a coffee creamer when, you know, I'm eating like a bag of cookies every night for dessert. You see what I mean? So make sure that you're spending your your focus and your energy intelligently and strategically. Okay. Um, food is like an abusive partner. You love them, but you need to let them go. Um, yeah, a little bit with some of the foods. It is a little bit like that, but you know, for me again, that five, two model is so important. Five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. And I think that it's really, really important that you have those pleasure days, you know? And again, I know you can't even imagine that because you think like a dieter and you just want to get to your goal as fast as possible. But I set the five, two model up because I'm, I'm preparing you to live at your goal weight forever. And I think part of living at your goal weight forever is being able to look forward to like, like I know this weekend coming up, I can eat donuts if I want. You know what I mean? I can eat cookies. I can do whatever I want. Again, within reason. I want to make clear about that. I'm not just binging all weekend long. Um, I'm eating the foods I like and I'm eating them moderately in a way that keeps me my goal weight. But I look forward to them. And me being able to look forward to my pleasure foods is one of the core parts of my eating strategy, my motivation strategy keeps me on track. The second you took those days away and I try to just be perfect from now on, that'd be the fastest thing to trigger me into sugar and, and carbs and, and all the shitty food, you know? Um, I just did the seven days training. Thank you so much. I've learned a lot of myself. Yeah, I'm oh, Astro. That's glad. I'm glad you got that. Folks, again, let me just take this one more example. If you're not on my email list, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, watch the training I give you. And then I email you every day. Awesome stuff. And Astro's talking about last week, I just gave away, or a couple weeks ago, I gave away a seven day mindset training. It's really good. It's an email program. I just gave it away. Now, I'm giving you guys stuff all the time. Okay. Yes, instant gratification with healthy food. Yes, Karen. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. Um, let me see here. I lost 59 pounds since December, 2022. I've noticed my biggest problem is eating when I'm bored. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. great. So it's great to notice that. And now the question becomes, 
Why do I keep eating when I'm bored? What's wrong with me? Why do I, I've lost all this weight and I'm still eating when I'm bored. Why do I keep doing that? Don't do that, okay? Say, okay, I'm eating when I'm bored. When am I bored? When is this happening, right? It's probably not when you're bored in the morning, right? Probably. It's probably when you're bored at night, I'm guessing. But when, boredom eating is one of the easiest solutions ever, folks, okay? Don't be flummoxed by a boredom eating. Boredom eating is just because you're being boring at that time, right? You've got no good options. You got food or being bored. Are there any hobbies or things you want to do in life? right? Do something interesting. Have some things prepared. Maybe you want to practice playing the piano. Maybe you want to go for a walk. Maybe you want to call a friend. Maybe you want to draw. Maybe you want to do something, okay? Come up with a list of some things that are interesting, things you want to do. Shit, you can just have a to-do list, things you want to get done. When I get bored and I want to eat, I'll do some of these things, okay? Again, you're looking for some stimulation. The stimulation from the food is, is a mild stimulation. It's not very great. You want good stimulation, Right? So pre-plan it though. You have to pre-plan it because if you don't pre-plan it, listen, our brains do what we did. We do what we did. And so you need to change that. You need to come up with new strategies, new solutions ahead of time. All right. So come up with something else you can do in those times when you get bored and frame it that way too. Stop saying, oh, I got to stop my boredom eating. Don't say that. Say, I got this boredom eating here and I'm going to solve it. I'm going to solve it by doing interesting things during that time. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to write an article. I'm going to call a friend, Wh whatever, whatever's interesting to you. Come up with specific things you can do in those times. Test them out. They work, they don't work. If they work, great, you're all set. If they don't work, come up with some other stuff, okay? But the solution's always gonna be the same. You're doing something more interesting. Vegetarian all my life, I struggle with vegetarian protein intake, pulses, beans, et cetera, bloat me up. Um, yeah, what about tofu, uh, seitan, things like that, those help you? How do you reverse insulin resistance? Um, what's dogma? Oh, dogma. Um, dogma is just like like believing something so so forcefully that, that you won't let any new information in, you know? And again, I get it because sometimes people feel like they have to believe that or they feel like that's where they're at because they've tried everything, nothing's worked. So um, they got to believe that obesity is a disease you can't change, you know? I, my, my whole career is helping women, mostly women in the menopause stage, some stage of menopause, lose weight. And, and every single person who started my program thought they weren't going to be able to lose weight. That's why they did my program. I'm a hypnotist. I'm the solution last resort. <laughs> no one starts with a hypnotist. But dogma is just like getting locked into this is the way to do it. This is the only way to do it. There's no one way to do it, okay? Um, thinking, planning ahead will help for sure. Turning off the TV will help too. There you go, Ann. You see what I mean? When you start, again, this is why I say don't just stop, uh, just stop the board meeting. No, no, seek to understand it first and then you can come up with strategic solutions to it. That, that's gonna serve you a lot longer than the willpower saying, no, I can't do that. Hope that makes sense. All right. So if anyone else has any questions, I'll get to them. I'm going to get out of here. Got a, got a call coming up here. Again, I'm going to say one last time, give you my, my best spiel. If, if you haven't done it yet, go get that hypnosis session. Like you're one, one action away, one little click away, right? I, you click a link and then you answer a couple questions, like three or four questions. So I customize a session to you. It's a hypnosis session for free. And, um, and again, just, just by the way, I'm probably one of the top, T top three, four hypnotists on the planet for weight loss. Do you understand this? <laughs> I've done I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. You know what I mean? Like I, I've been doing this, you know, I've been studying this personally for 30 years, doing it professionally for over 20 years. I mean, there, there are not a lot of hypnotists that have spent this much time on weight loss and, and done this much work with it. Again, so I'm just giving you this free session. So if you've ever been curious, how's weight loss and hypnosis work, right? Does it, would it work for me? Test it out, it's free. But then watch that training. Watch the training. 
Yeah, Toasted Bagel Creep Cheese says, I can feel myself transforming. If you've been listening for a while, you probably feel that way. You probably feel different than you felt in a long time when it comes to your weight. You might feel some sense of excitement that doesn't feel like you beating yourself up. It feels just different because I'm not just talking to you. I'm using conversational hypnosis. I'm using metaphors, ways of thinking about things. I'm changing, I'm reframing things. I'm, this is what I do, okay? It's a better way to change. Um, do you offer any kind of mentoring or training? Yes, absolutely. Uh, again, I want to be clear. I do all this stuff for free, so I'm going to help you for free. But yes, I also have uh, coaching and I have a mentoring program where I literally um, where I literally will uh, I work with you. It, it, it really is uh, it's quite a deal. I mean, it's 25 grand to work with me privately, so that, that's not for most people. Um, but I have a program, Program Yourself Thin, which is without question the most comprehensive weight mastery program you're ever going to see. Go check it out. Um, and uh, I, I have two versions of it, but one of them you get to work with me twice a week. It, we have calls every Tuesday and Thursday, so it's an eight-week program. For eight weeks, you get to work with me through Zoom every Tuesday and Thursday at 3 o'clock Eastern, and I get to work with you directly. And I keep the group small so I can spend time with you. You know, so again, I will not be offering this for long because the price is going to go up because I'm going to keep the group small. So it's, you know, again, you know, everyone's got to make their own decisions, but there aren't too many of me rolling around here, you know? And again, you can look at a, who's probably the most famous weight loss hypnotist is probably, um, uh, I'm blanking his name with, it's Paul McKenna, right? He's the most well-known, but I think you will find, and I, and I love Paul McKenna. I love Paul. Um, but I think you will see that he is not, focused on weight loss and weight mastery like I am. I, I don't think you'll find so many people like that, you know? So anyways, check it out, you know? Thank you, Karen. I appreciate you saying that. Yes, Karen is in it. Uh, again, just, just to give, I'll, I'll say this real quick. So my program, just the core program alone, you get, it's an eight-week program, right? So 57 days, and I deliver it through the phone, okay? So every day when you wake up, you look down, there's a message for me. You click on it, it brings you a five-minute hypnosis session. Every day, for eight weeks, you start the day with a five-minute hypnosis session. Why? Because that's simple. It's easy. Start your day relaxed and calm, and I give you a weight loss mantra. Each one's different. So at the end of eight weeks, you've got 57 sessions in your subconscious mind with 57 new ways of thinking. Then at night, there's a sleep gnosis session. Each week, you get one of these. So there's eight of them total, and each one of these has a core weight loss mantra in it. This is a 10-minute session, and there's two of them. One has a countout so that you can listen to it early in the night and go about the rest of your night. And the other one is no countout, so you listen to it as you go to sleep, right? And it's like I bookend your days with this hypnosis that really, it's transformative. And that's just part of the program. I teach you the program yourself in technique, which is the core of it. It's a two-minute self-hypnosis technique you use. It's really the redo and rehearsal technique. And I show you how to do that. That allows you to program your own subconscious mind. I'll show you how to use that. Then I take you through the Weight Mastery Workbook, right? These are your Weight Mastery Blueprints, how to create a mindset, lifestyle, eating blueprint custom made to you so that you can live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. And so I, I give it's a 60-page workbook and I give you trainings taking you through every question in the workbook, you know? And then there's the coaching session. There's a bunch of bonus I didn't even mention. Um, can you save the audios? Yeah, yeah, they're all saved for you. Everything's in a membership site that you have lifetime access to, you know? I think you'll find that no one has given this much thought to the mindset, really nuts and bolts of mastering your weight. Again, I think if you see a plan out there just telling you what to do, it's not going to be enough. Knowing what to do is not enough. Information does not equal behavior. You know everything there is to know about writing with your hand, right? You can write a word, a sentence, a paragraph, a whole page of writing with your hand. Can you do it with the other hand? 
No, right? So, so again, knowing something and being able to do it are two totally different things. And this is one of the only programs I've ever seen that helps you actually get yourself to do it, not just tell you what to do. Um, how do you sign up? Um, you can go to programyourselfthin.com um, or you can go, the way I would suggest is go to my bio, click that link, get that hypnosis session and listen to it. Now it takes you a couple minutes to send you that session. I'll email it to you. And in the meantime, watch the training. It's a 30 minute training that uh, will take you through the entire system. You know, and again, it shows you everything to do. And then at the end of that, I talk about what the program is. You can sign up that way or you can go to program yourself then if you want to get started. Um, but I would suggest you watch the training first. Make sure it's the right fit, you know. But then get started. Here you are Monday, right? Again, if you're trying to lose weight today and you find yourself struggling already, you know what I mean? It's time to do something else. And I think that you'll see, again, um, I'm in UK. Will it work? Okay. Oh, yeah, I got... UK people have been my some of my favorite clients. Um, for UK people... Are you, is UK all the same time zone? Because the, the people that are in it, are, I feel like they're in London. And London for them, I believe it's 8 o'clock. 8 p.m. is the time of the calls, the Tuesday and Thursday calls. Um, but yeah, I, I love, okay, yeah. So um, yeah, I, I love I love working with my, my UK clients. And so uh, yeah, it definitely works. And, and they do really well with it as well. But again, you know, the reason why, you know, it's funny, someone, you know, this was a UK person, I remember she was going to sign up for the program and she wrote to me and she's like, well, I'm already in a coaching program. So I'm already realizing they're kind of saying the same thing over and over. And I think what you'll find with me, because again, it's very different. What I do, I'm in, I'm in this weird space. I'm certainly not a dietitian, personal trainer, doctor, just telling you what to do. It's not that. Um, I'm not a therapist where we're just going to go through your history and just kind of try and unearth all this stuff. I'm a coach and I work with you to help you follow the plan that's laid out. And we usually start by you know, even if you haven't done anything, what's your biggest problem? And you come at me with it, and it's not what you think. You know, I'll, I'll give you an example. The most important reason I think that was to work with a coach, I like using this as an example. If you close one eye and look at your nose, you'll see it, right? Close your other eye and look at your nose, you see it, right? Open both eyes, your brain deletes your nose, okay? This is one of the big problems we have as humans trying to fix ourselves, is that there are challenges and solutions that are right in front of you that you just can't see. And having a coach outside of yourself, especially... Literally, any coach is helpful, but when you have one that's had, you know, 20 years of professional experience doing this, done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions, it's way more valuable. And um, it reference back, actually, this is the person also from, from UK. She sticks in my head because she's so smart. She's extremely smart and she's extremely committed. And she's been working on her weight loss for decades. And this is where most people find themselves because you're so smart. And you're like, what the fuck? What is wrong with me? How can I be successful here? How can I be driven here? Willpower over here. And then when it comes to my weight, none of that shows up. You see? So it's like you've got the skill sets in you. You just don't know how to map them over. And, and that's, again, that's because your mind works very, it works hypnotically. It doesn't work the way you think it does. If, if it worked logically, none of this would be a problem. If you just did what you should do, if you just did what you know you should do, you wouldn't have a weight loss problem. The problem is your brain works illogically. You want to lose weight and your subconscious mind says, well, let's eat cookies. Like, wait, wait a second, brain. <laughs> wait, we got one brain, one part of our brain saying one thing, one part of our brain saying the other thing. That's the problem. The part of your brain saying go eat the cookies is the part of your brain that's truly in control. So that's the part we want to change, you know? And so once you get this, this paradigm, this perspective on things, the beauty is it's not a diet where it's like you start day one, oh my God, and tomorrow's more of it, and the next day's more of it. And you're just like, oh. This is a, it's a, system to understand yourself to understand weight 
in a conceptual way. And so you're going to make mistakes, you know, like in the all or nothing mindset of a dieter, there's no room for mistakes. With Program Yourself Thin, we build on your mistakes because if you look at your life, everything that you've learned to do as a skill, reading, writing, riding a bike, playing any sports, any skills you've actually learned, playing an instrument, any skills you've learned, you've learned from making mistakes and then learning from those mistakes. But you had to make the mistakes in order to learn what not to do. And when it comes to weight loss, you're all or nothing. So you're never learning from your mistakes. It's the biggest mistake you're making strategically. And so with Program Yourself Thin, again, that Program Yourself Thin technique is the redo technique, the rehearsal technique. The redo technique is looking back, ah, shit, I ate a bag of brownies today. I don't want to do it. I want to lose weight. So what happened? You never do this. When you make a mistake, you either go into denial about it, ignore it, or you beat yourself up about it. Both of those just encourage you to do the same thing the next time, ironically. Um, and so what the difference is, is, ah, bag of brownies, what happened there? And now we look back on it, and again, just kind of summarizing the technique in its simplest form, um, what this program is all about is not losing weight, by the way. This program is about becoming the best version of you possible. One aspect of that best version of you is that you're at your goal weight, okay? But the core goal is becoming the best version of you possible. So we do the redo technique, and we allow yourself to say, knowing what I know now, if I go back in time, being the best version of myself in that scenario, what would I have done differently? How would I have thought differently? You're never doing this. And what this does is this is a process. It's almost like a mental exercise that lets you build the neural muscles of being the thin and healthy you. And at this point, you have no strategy to develop the neural muscles of being the thin, healthy you. <clears throat> you have no strategy. <clears throat> excuse me. You have no strategy to create a thin, and healthy mindset. Right? You're just trying to not be overweight. You're trying to not overeat. And it's creating a vacuum. Your mind says, well, what, what do we do? You know? So right off the bat, from the very first day of programming yourself thin, it's saying, who do I want to be? This is bigger than my weight. I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. I want to feel good about myself. I'm going to control. I'm going to be free of this bullshit. Whatever it is for you. You know, again, I'm taking through the questions to learn that, but um, that's the process. So, all right, everyone, I got to get out of here, but yeah, go get that hypnosis session. Go sign up for that. Watch the training. If you have any questions, you can always email me at jim at um, or uh, through TikTok. You can email me there as well. And I always answer your questions. So, all right. Thank you so much, everyone. I really appreciate it. You got a fun crew. Um, follow me as well. My podcast is programyourselfthin.com. And I will talk to you all soon. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye.